<laughs> Listen, every day above ground is amazing. And first and foremost, I want to thank you for taking this time and this opportunity with us today. You are already live. Everybody, I'm so excited about tonight because I have somebody that is so near and dear to me, someone that I consider an icon. He has done so many things in this world. So everyone, put your hands and your ears together for Dr. Courtney A. Hammonds. Woo! Thank you so much, Tamir. Listen, this is an honor. I'm so excited to have this deep dive. And I'm just honored that you would even invite me on your show. So thank you so kindly. You know what? It's interesting because when my team brought it to me and I said, wait a minute, I have to reach out to Courtney because why? Number one, why has he not been on the show? And number two, (laughs) why is he not on the show as well? (laughs) So before we get started, I want to begin the show. And we've been doing a lot of these, let's say, wellness checks really with everyone. Um, How has 2022 been for you so far? You know what? 2022 is an amazing year. I think it's been a year reset, a year of purpose, a year of elevation, and a year really just of a risk taking. And, And I'm excited about the journey um, the year is not up. However, I'm already in 2023 and in my mindset <laughs> um, that 2022 has been wonderful for me and has been a gift that was wrapped and placed in, under the tree. And I'm just blessed and honored to, to walk this journey. It's interesting you say under a tree. I mean, literally, I was talking about it today with some people like we are 61 days away from Christmas, which is absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, anyway. Um, I really want to start our conversation off um, with who you are and then really deep dive into, you know, people have really asked about you on our show. And so we have some listener questions that we definitely want to bring to you. And lastly, there's like a therapy session at the end of our show. And it's interesting how we've curated this because so many people really love how we've transitioned our show because it really makes our listeners and the interviewers think like, yo, I never thought about that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't know Courtney, you guys have been living under a rock, but I'm going to make sure that we highlight him. Dr. Courtney (laughs) A. Hammonds. And if you guys have seen his Instagram and if you've seen any of his social media, he is the Dean of Fashion. And when I say that, it is he has highlighted so many pieces throughout this industry and he has been the footprint of what a lot of people have looked up to and he started his career in a classroom as a teacher as a teacher he transitioned into kind of the fashion sector i want to start off with atlanta sustainable fashion week that just ended talk to me about the purpose talk to me about what you were involved in in that let's talk about that Wonderful. Well, you know what? Great question. Thank you again. Um, Atlanta Sustainable Fashion Week is really dear to my heart. The the creator, Tangeria, I think I love her vision. Mm -hmm. Um, But besides her, I love her team. Um, Michelle Lynch is one of my dear friends. Um, She's the fashion director for that. But I think they're really on the cusp of something that is um, not necessary, but vital for not just the city, but the world at large. Because sustainability is such a universal language, but a language of purpose, um, and I'm all about purpose. So going to our show, seeing these individuals from large and small, 
be able to pre present their collections on the runway, even in a boutique setting, um, whether it was pop-up shops and even dialogues and conversations, fire chats. I was so excited just to be involved, just to be invited. And, and I was invited on several platforms, um, one just to attend and support, and then two with my new role with, with Upscale, um, covering it. I love all things clearly black and brown, but I love all things inclusive. So I was able to to really um, tap into all those genres and sectors at the same time and buy a few fa fabulous pieces as well. Now, <laughs> but, let's be clear. Right. Um, be able to buy some fabulous pieces that, you know, that I know that I wouldn't see elsewhere but be able to also support um, that emerging talent and talent that is thriving and surviving um, in the industry that we we also love. So I was grateful to be a part of that. They wrapped it up, but you know, at the end of the day, there's a movement. Um, so <laughs> sustainability is here and it's here to stay. You know, I was having a conversation and Angela Watts, a uh, huge shout out to Angela. She was on our show a few months ago and we were talking about Atlanta Fashion Week and that just ended, you know, a few weeks ago. And mm -hmm. she was talking about Atlanta Sustainable Fashion Week and how, to your point, important sustainability is in the fashion industry is and how Atlanta has really become the hub of fashion. And we are creating and curating really our own footprint. And so many people are just kind of gravitating to the city. I want to talk about something in 2018. And I love how you glossed over upscale. So we definitely will touch on that. <laughs> but in 2018, you were named on Modern Luxury Men of Style list. In 2013, you were inducted to Alabama State University, 50 under 50 in 2018. I'm sorry. So I have to say this. You have had so many awards given to you. And our show, again, is a show for the everyday person to tell their story. And we like to give everyone their flowers ahead of time while they're alive. So before we get deeper into our interview, I want to make sure that I am giving you the flowers that you deserve because you have done so much for the culture. You've done so much for the LGBTQ plus IA community, but you've also done so much for your entire family and where you're from. So thank wow. you just for your service. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. That literally makes my heart smile because you know what? At the end of the day, people don't have to acknowledge you. They don't have to celebrate you. And and, and really, Jameer, I don't know if people would not believe me when I say this. Sometimes I forget the things that I've done. Let me And let me explain that. And it's not that I'm not appreciative. It's that, that I've had so many wonderful pause moments, and I call them pause moments, where I just pause and like, did I really just do this? Did this really just happen? And I think the pandemic, and you asked that earlier, let me go back to that. I think the pandemic um, allowed me to really pause, hence, and really reflect upon the blessings that God has given me in the trajectory that I walked upon as a young person growing up and being raised from Columbus, Georgia, an hour and a half from Atlanta. Um, so whoever would have thunk, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative, I'm thankful, and it always put me in, puts me and remains me in the seat of, of thankfulness um, um, to the father that, that he, he just bestowed this blessing upon me to be a, a level of influence to whomever, um, feels to take that charge, um, and take uh, whatever my life has blessed them with, um, as an example. So I'm grateful. Thank you kindly. Well, and as we talk about an example, 
Um, as he said earlier, and as humble as he just graced and grazed over this, you guys, most recently you were appointed the fashion editor to Upscale Magazine. And Upscale Magazine for me is such a beautiful body of work because it was what I grew up on to like Jet Magazine and Ebony and Word Up Magazine. And those are magazines that were definitely for the culture. But Upscale was just that elevated magazine that so many people wanted to open up and look at and read the articles and see the fashion. But you cover the creative expression from a multifaceted point. You include design, fashion. How was that moment when you got the call, the email to even be appointed the fashion editor to that outstanding magazine? Uh, listen, I'm still pinching myself because <laughs> like you, I, I really, it was really a God moment and, and I'm not going to go into all the details, but I'm going to tell you enough that really kind of sets the, the foundational elements of this where I, literally I wasn't even looking for this. And, 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 and again, I think this is a, a prescription and I always try to give that hints, Dr. Hammonds. I, I try to give these prescriptions that, that really resonate with people. And the prescription that I would say is that you got to show up um, daily and never knowing who would who is um, looking at your, your process, um, your day-to-day process, looking at your story, what story you're putting out there. And so clearly they were looking. Yeah, And not only were they looking, but someone was already attached to them that I knew and they referred me and that's what happened. So I was on my way to New York Fashion Week um, and it was two weeks prior. Someone called me fast track. I was on a Zoom call. Next thing I know, at the Zoom call, they were like, you're the fashion editor. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus, get the announcement. And, and so I'm grateful for it on top of all the other things that I'm doing. However, um, I think the resounding message is that there's more and, and that your voice is valid and is needed in a certain space. So when I said yes, though, um, because it's important when you say your yes, that you have a you have to have something that goes after that. And so that yes was um, it came with some purpose after it. Mm. And that yes said, yes, I will do it. However, um, I'm going to do it my way. And my way is I'm not looking at the barometer of success because I'm looking and I heard you mention some of the other iconic uh, platforms such as your Jets and your Essence and all of them who are very valid and needed. However, I can't look at these platforms because I don't have that bandwidth and wheelhouse, right? Mm -hmm. So... But I do have a Rolodex of some amazing individuals that I, I've met through the trajectory of my wonderful career. So what I decided to do, um, and then we'll, we'll go to the next, but what I decided to do was really highlight um, black and brown individuals. And I'm going to expand that, but black and brown individuals at this point that are doing some amazing and wonderful things that deserve to be recognized. So what I decided is, and if you have been following my social media, every Friday that'll come out is a story. And that story is highlighting some um, some wonderful creators and tastemakers um, in the fashion sector. And they don't even know I'm doing it. So what I've done wow. is I've identified these people because people are watching me, but I'm also watching others. <laughs> and I'm watching these people and I'm crafting these stories that fit in that niche market 
for the story that I'm doing for that week. And once it's done, once it's published, I'll copy the link and I'll send it to them, whether it's social media or in my phone or whatever have you. And I'm getting so many wonderful, positive reviews, whether it's crying. Thank you so much for showcasing me. I can't believe that people are still watching me. I needed this. (laughs) And that's my point is where I want to do something from a ministerial stand and even an academic slant because I know that this is a platform that was given to me on purpose um, and with a purpose. And in order to do something and to be elevated continuously, um, you have to be trusted with the thing that you're given with. So I really want um, this platform for however long I'm there, and I pray that the upscale continues to keep me. Um, but however long my, my tenure is with this organization is that I use this to elevate the conversation. Yes, I do fashion, but I do it from a narrative perspective. And I want to create the narrative and continue to, to expand that so we can inspire you one story at a time. Well, I have to say, honestly, you have inspired a lot of people and especially our listeners and people that really follow you. I know a lot of people have looked at last week and all of the energy that you have possessed, you know, on social media. And we're super excited to see the basketballs to the <laughs> twirls and the fun fashion. Listen, and- I'm going <laughs> to give you a good twirl. Now. Listen, you got to do that. <laughs> but I want to get into our question. So between like 2010 and 2018, you served as the chair, department chair um, on the fashion program at the Art Institute. And under your leadership, the program was awarded an SACS accreditation. When we talk about fashion and we talk about academic progress, when we talk about skills that are necessary, what skills do you think are necessary to be successful in the fashion industry? Oh, God, that's a, an amazing question. Um, not just a wonderful question, but loaded as well. But I think you... You have to secure where you are. And what I mean by that is that so many people want to be in the fashion sector um, because it's glamorous, mm-hmm. but they also don't realize that it's a lot of work. I mean, so you're doing a lot of deep dive. And, and but what's most important for me is integrity. I think the most often overlooked in favor of other traits is integrity. And you can have all the other things, but the list of priorities of all mankind for me is that because once you're in it, um, you're trusted um, to walk and be a man or woman of your word, right? Mm-hmm. And so with me, not only did was we got we got sex accreditation under my leadership, and I'm great, grateful for that, but I also wrote the fashion design program. So they wouldn't even have no problem if you wanted to be right. <laughs> so let's be clear. Let them know. That's not me being arrogant. But, <laughs> but I'm grateful that I had that opportunity um to write that in and it's still thriving and surviving now so whether i get the credit or not i see the students um if they graduate that's what's important but Mm -hmm. after they graduate um is what they do with the degree and so when they walk in their authenticity of their craft is what are they doing to also give back and so uh, yeah you can have a wonderful skill set and you can and you can meet these wonderful things but i also live by a quote that says do not seek to follow in the footprints of others instead seek what they sought mm-hmm. and so uh, what are what are some of the people that you look up to what did they accomplish and you're not trying to model them, but you're looking at some of the successes and failures that they had. And that even goes into the fashion sector. 
where I look at my own mentors, right? And and I looked at what they did to really to really pave the way for for someone like me and you to mm-hmm. even be in the spaces that mm-hmm. we're in. So that said, in some is uh, uh, yeah, all that is wonderful. That when and the degree is made and your brand is created. But what are you doing for all human mankind? Mm. And, and most important, that's what's for me. And and I think that goes back to your initial question about sustainable fashion week, because to me, when you think of the word sustainability, that means that there's a level of, of intentional purpose there yeah. where in your creation and um, you're having to think of not wasting and not not doing those things. So now you're creating where your big box retailers, such as, you know, your Gucci's and Balenciaga's, which I do love, let's be clear, <laughs> uh, and do have. We have plenty of those things. <laughs> However, there needs to be a, a, a common denominator and a mixture um, to, to divide and conquer where where there is another voice that can be emerged. And I'm so excited about these emerging faces and, and voices that are coming into fashion center this season. What do you think are some of your greatest strengths as an instructor, as a professor? Because once a professor, once a teacher, you've definitely put a footprint in someone's heart and their spirit and their soul and things that they will always remember. So if you can think of some of your greatest strengths, what would those be? Oh, wow. Um, when I think of strengths, I think of character tricks. So I, I, I value the posture of me being a risk taker. Um, you know, I think of, of me being able to jump off the, the, not literally, but figuratively, clearly in this um, this conversation, is literally jumping off the, the ledge and not worrying about when the... Um, the parachute would open, but knowing that it will because of my faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think about when I was in my 20s and I was teaching special education and hated what I was doing, but loved, <laughs> loved the students, but knew that I was supposed to be in, in another sphere of influence, um, not knowing how that would happen, um, and just made that leap. And so risk-taking is one. Uh, relatability is is another is, yes, I know I have a doctor in front of my name, but at the end of the day, when I look in the mirror of Courtney, um, I'm aware when to use that title, when not. Um, um, I'm, I'm aware when I go to Columbus, that is the most humbling experience, because clearly they're not calling me no Dr. <laughs> Hammonds. Um, and there are other spaces as well, even in my friend groups, my village. My village. Um, and, and because that's important, right? Because right. you have to have those people that, that keep you grounded, Absolutely. keep you humbled, that, that will allow you to be that true version of you, um, in a safe space when, you, because I know that I'm, I'm somewhat of, of a public figure that I can't, there's people that's watching me and, and now we're in a, in an age of social media where everything is captured. So you're almost in a, in a level of, of angst where you're like, oh, my God, what can I do? What can I say? <laughs> and so with that said, uh, relatability, risk-taking, even integrity, as I keep going back to, because that's a key word for me. And not even a key word, but it's instrumental to success. I really do believe that. Because any individual, whether fashion or not, in order to be successful, you really have to understand what those character traits are that you you represent, that you you live by, you walk through, and all those things that that's really your makeup and your module. With the, the success of the development of the new academic programs, 
um, that you've been able to create to the number of initiatives within school in the collaborations of competitions and all of the beautiful things that you have done, right? How do you feel your teaching style has served the student population? Mm, oh my goodness, that's an, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that gives me a pause moment. I'm going to tell you why I keep saying pause in a moment. But it gives me a pause moment in a wonderful way where I'm smiling um, because you know what my greatest success is really, I get so many inboxes from former students that, that are telling me what they're doing. And, it, and oftentimes it makes me cry. Oh my God, I'm tearing up now. The reason why is because you never know the imprint and the value um, that you have on individuals oftentimes until you leave a, a, a institution mm-hmm. and or you leave that person because sometimes it's not always permanent, right? right. So sometimes you're just there. Your your assignment is, is very... Um, um, a temporal. Um, so even in that temporal moment, God, God allows you to say and do something that will plant that seed. But as we know, with the seed, the harvest comes later. And so with that, that gentle reminder from, from students um, is always a gentle nudge um, to me to continue going. Um, but also, I'm a student, and and I think people fail to realize that is that when you are a teacher, you're always a student because you're always learning. You're learning even from your students. You're learning from life experiences. So I'm no, I'm not the the Dr. Hammonds that some of my students knew five eight years ago. I am a total different person because life has evolved, life has changed, and I've just experienced so many different things that I'm grateful for: good, bad, and different, and um, mostly good. So I can't say anything is really bad, but um, all of that. So I, I really think. You know, it, it depends on the dispensation of time. And dispensation means spans. Um, so we have spans of time to deal with people, places, and things. And so it's our assignment um, and our purpose and our due diligence that we have to say and do those things in that moment. Because if we don't, we can miss out on a blessing for us or for someone else. When you really started in your career, you really had a focus on the multi-brand boutiques, the fashion, the fast-growing piece of that. And when you had to close that piece of your life, and really, I never really call it closing that piece of your life, you really birthed you know, a brand new um, addition to your creative spirit. Um, had you ever had a great idea in your career, and you had been told that you cannot implement that, let's just say, by your directors, your bosses, the people that you had to report to. And how did you react to that? Yes, 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 and yes. And and I can give an, a, a prime example without saying words is that oftentimes I, uh, up until this pandemic, I didn't realize that I was intimidating the people. And what I mean by that <laughs> is that when you walk in your authentic self, oftentimes people that are not secure in who they are are intimidated by by you walking in the room and being who you proclaim to be. Um, and there's not a mask attached to that. And mm. so oftentimes in previous postures, um, some of the people that I work with, um, and you know, and even now they're ironically reaching out, um, but some of them were just in a space where they couldn't receive that, and and I necessarily did not not receive that as well at first because 
I, I'm just me. Yeah. Um, however, so with those those experiences, what I realized is that everything is not meant for the now. Mm. And so what I would say for the creative is that it's always important to write it down, write the vision, make it plain, right? And so yeah. when you write it down and you save that thing and go, go back, and sometimes those those purposeful now moments are archived. And so things that I'm walking in now are things that I wrote down 15 years ago. And so I really should be surprised that I'm really walking into these things because God breathed on it. But I was not prepared for that in that, that time. I was being prepared for it. And so then I was being prepared for it. Those people were also a part of the assignment Absolutely. because they were also letting me know what was a part of that was really how my heart beat. And, and when you get easily offended, when you do all those things, you're not ready for the next assignment because everybody's not meant to like you. And I'm okay with that. And I'm not, I'm not going to like everybody and that's okay. But I also know that you can't be an island to yourself and being that you can't be an island to yourself, it takes it takes people, places, and things to make your vision manifest. So that said, um, there were many things, many people that were obstacles, if you really want to call it that. But I call that, again, a pause moment. And I, and I call it a pause because during the pandemic, uh, right before the pandemic started, um, there was, uh, you know, a, a thing that me and a, an acquaintance that would always say is pause and we would do a dance and Next thing I know, my best friend, one of my best friends, Dion, who's the, the mother of my godson, she's a singer, and another friend who's a producer. Next thing you know, it became a song, and now it's on Apple Music, and it's mm. called Pause. And I'm, that's another credit to me. And so I think here's another phase of this conversation is that it's okay to have that wild card about you. Um, yeah, people know me from fashion and academia, but now I have a wild card that I can pull because it adds additional value to the conversation. And so those people, going back to your 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 topic, yes, they they tried to put a dagger in, in the vision, but the vision still manifested. And, and I think that's another prescription is that no man, no woman, no child can hinder, especially if it's a God thing. And mm -hmm. so if it's not a God thing and it doesn't manifest, that means that was a flesh thing. And so if it was a flesh thing, you need to go back to the surface and understand that vision is still going to catch up to purpose, but you just need to go back to the center of what purpose is. Everyone always knows I talk about that, especially on this show with purpose and intention. There has to be some type of understanding. And that's what we love about you is that. The ones that know Courtney knows that he will always come out with a good word. And that's what we love about you, a good word. So I want to get into some questions. So we do have our first question is actually come from uh, the Jameer Smith show at gmail.com. Huge shout out to Christian. And he is out of Tennessee. Um, his question is, Courtney, what are some of the mistakes that you wish that you could have avoided? Oh, wow. Is not to, well, okay, let me, oh, God, that's a good one. Oh, Christian, come on now, Christian. So if I really look at it, I don't necessarily look at life as mistakes, but if I go back to my 18-year-old self, I would have gone with my first instinct. So here's a fun fact about me. Um, when I was in um High school, I went to a camp in um, Tennessee, 
and it was at Tennessee Tech University, and it was for um, engineering. So I thought at one point I was going to be an engineer. It was an amazing camp. I met one of my lifelong friends, friends Jason. Shout out to Jason Morris. He lives in Atlanta. Uh, we've been friends for almost 30 years. And clearly that did not manifest. Uh, where fashion came in was I had a, a scholarship to FIT, did not go. That's a whole other story. But my point to that is there is no mistakes. I think um, sometimes we have detours in life. And those detours end up taking us back to to the initial purpose. So one of the mistakes that I will say, and I will call this a mistake, is not necessarily believing in my total worth. Mm. And in that, and what I mean by that is that I attached myself to people, places, and things to validate um, myself in certain spaces um, until I looked in the mirror and really got delivered from those people, places, and things and understood that I was more of an asset and not a liability and be able to walk in my true authentic self and understand that this is who God made me. And um, and that at the end of the day, that I should always be an asset because that's what I'm going to allow in, in my life. And that's what I want everyone else that around me to be treated as. So that's what I was, that's what I would say. I love that. Brittany, um, and actually she sent us a message on uh, Jameer underscore Smith at Instagram. Huge shout out to Brittany. And she is out of Florida. Uh, we have a huge following in Florida. Her question is, Courtney, um, what advice would you give to a starting entrepreneur? Mm, that's a wonderful question. So depends on the thing. I would um well, the first thing that I would say is wise brands create niches. Um I always think of iconic brands, whether you know you know them or not. Um some brands really um embody whether at the avant-garde or ready to wear or whatever that may be, but really what separates them? And I think that's the initial question. Um what really enticed that positioning. Um, so when you are creating that brand, um, what are you going to be known for? Um, you know, the headlines today is Kanye West and I, I'm Adidas. I have my own analyses on that. I'm not going to get into that now. <laughs> However, when I think of the brand Adidas, I think of Nike and I think of Reebok and I even think of Puma. They have those things that they're known for. And and that was that really sustains them. And when you start verging to the left and right and start doing too many things um, that are outside of that scope, that's when your consumer begins to get confused. So consistency is the next thing that I would say is be consistent in your voice, be consistent in your messaging um, and be consistent in your delivery. Um, the last question, because we had too many questions. Um, this comes from Tim and a huge shout out to L.A. And he's asked, um, what are you most excited about right now? I'm so excited right now that I'm able to have a huge platform such as Upskill Magazine and be able to shine the light on um, black and brown individuals and others that deserve it. And I call them my unsung heroes. And that is a heavy weight to have, but it's a weight that I am willing to carry because that means that if God entrusted me with it, that means that he knows that I can be responsible. And so it's my due diligence um, to really shine. And, and let me tell you why. It's because 
I often tell people that I did not see a me when I was going and um, coming through the fashion sector. Uh, the ones that I saw, I was not not able to have preview to until later on, like Andre Leon Telling and several others. But I was able to, to touch and feel and talk and all that to them. Um, but in the beginning, it was just me. So I had to live and learn. And I had to, to do those things because I also had a lot of trust issues with people because they were burned. Um, so I'm so excited about this opportunity um, because I know that it's going to go onward and upwards at this point. And I'm just honored to see what, how this journey um, continues to manifest. And listen, we're excited to see what's next for you. As we transition our show, um, I wanted to talk about these two things uh, before, um, and then we'll get into our quick little therapy. Um, two years ago, let's just say from June 6, 2019, you put up a post two years ago. I was reminded that I released my first book. I am grateful for the literary journey. God's afforded me to travel. Maybe this is a sign. I want to, one, give you your flowers for men of style, the philanthropic glance at the arts. But in addition to, I want to highlight this, which is so important because I got a lot of messages about this. And this was in... April of this year, new children's book alert. I am delighted (laughs) to announce the release of my new children's book, Nine Ways to Live Like a Prince. Where did these concepts and where are they coming from, Dr. Courtney Hammonds? Talk to us about this. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know where to begin. That's a whole nother <laughs> show. But um, when it comes to the children's book, I can only tell you that, well, with all the books, I can tell you it's only God, I promise you. I, um, you know, my my literary literary giant um, in inspiration is James Baldwin. We have the same, same birthday. Same birthday. <laughs> we, we, just the same trajectory. It's really scary um, in certain spaces. Um, but... Sometimes when I'm at my computer or at a coffee shop or even in my travels, I get these, again, pause moments, these God moments. And I keep a journal with me and I write these things down. But in this situation, for the children's book, Nine Ways to Live Like a Prince, um, if you really look at the, the, the cover of that um, and pray that some, uh, some individuals purchase it, not even for me, but for some other black and brown boy, um, when you turn in, I did a purposeful message to the to the young prince and the reason why i created that is because it's really me talking to my to my now self and it was a it was giving me credence and giving me a salute to let me know that as a young boy coming from columbus georgia having the opportunity um, to live in Berlin from a Demeter stay um, and coming from a very tight-knit family that I am okay in all of my blackness, all of my, all of my isms that, that whatever the world may call um, um, them to be is that it is okay and whatever that looks like for you. And so eventually um, you will grow up from that prince and you will take on another crown and you will become a king. And and so I am now walking in my king royalty and I'm doing it on purpose <laughs> um, because I'm, I'm not only not from an arrogant perspective, but I'm giving back on purpose 
purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the cause of action. And I'm just walking in the truth um, and the audacity that God has given me um, in the skin that he's given as well. So um, that is where it came from. The other ones came from a very similar platform where it was the idea that came to conception. And again, it takes people, a village, um, to help the vision manifest. And I'm grateful for everyone that was a part of all of those visions for all five books. As, as we get ready to wrap our show, our last few questions is where it gets, you know, kind of deep. And the people love this part because this is where we get to see that second layer come off of, you know, the people that we interview. And I love this, this piece because this is when the real comes out, the love, the, authentic, the authenticity of the beauty of the person that's on the show. Um, Courtney, what is your most proudest accomplishment? Wow. Ooh, you got some good questions, Jameer. Wait. <laughs> oh, wow. My proudest. Oh, how do you even? Oh, goodness. Let's see. You know what? My proudest accomplishment was when I left the classroom as a special education teacher and started working for my cohort with her boutique. And because that was the segue of my fashion career. Mm. And she didn't even realize that we were students getting our MBAs. And not knowing from that, I would become part owner, become all of that. And that's a whole nother story. And that thrusted me into where I am today. So why I say that's the proudest moment, because it goes back into that curator trait that I mentioned, risk-taking. Mm. is if I go back to that, if I did not take that risk, where would I be? I would be in a desolate place. Of, of, I would be at retirement at this point for from teaching almost um, because that's, oh my gosh, that was almost 30 years ago. And so <laughs> going into that, uh, but was I really in purpose? That was a part of the assignment. Let's be clear now, yeah. that was a part of the assignment, yeah. but that was not a part of the end goal. And so if I did not take that leap of faith and that risk, as I call it, um, I, I would not be where I am today. And so I'm grateful to listening to that inner inner prince. Here we go. Here no we pun go. intended. <laughs> um, I'm, I was able to listen to him. And, and sometimes we have to have that childlike faith to be able to leap out and jump and, and dare to be square in that round world. So, and, and understand that there's great on the other side. You've given so much to so many people when it comes to your teaching, but what is the best gift someone has ever given you? The best gift that people can give me is consistency. Mm. Consistency is key for me because the ability to dance in certain, in, with uncertainty um, is really one of my character traits because I just love the uncertainty because I'm going to walk through that. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring because it does say that. Take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow take care of itself. However, if I put my trust in people, um, your word is all you have. And so the best thing that people can give me is showing up with their word. Yeah. It's the best thing for me um, because that means now that there are that other layer um, 
that trust factor for me is is dismantled and it lets me know oh my god there are other people out here that really are genuine they don't come with ulterior motives they really want to see other people win Mm -hmm. that's what's important to me (laughs) and that really makes me smile whether i say it or not I'll have that gentle nudge and be like, oh, that's a good one. And, and you know, it's sometimes life experiences where people uh, will allow people to grow into that character trait. But when I see it immediately, oh, my God, I run for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. <laughs> As we wrap our show, Dr. Courtney Hammonds, um, being a native from Columbus, Georgia, you have earned your doctorate and you've been an author of five absolutely amazing books dealing with fashion and style and philanthropy. But in addition to you've had the opportunity to now be a fashion editor of an iconic magazine and years down the line, Courtney, you will continue to touch so many people. What do you want your legacy to be? Wow. That he came, he saw, he conquered. Uh, this is not a dress rehearsal. And I think so many people fist that, miss that fallacy, is that, or they create that fallacy, is that we go come back again and we're going to have another track. This, this is, <laughs> that's not my narrative. Um, I want to come, I came, I'm seeing, and I'm conquering as I go. Um, and I understand that, again, there are dis- there's dispensations um, of life, there are spans of time, there are moments. Well, God will breathe on you to to really to to manifest those dreams and manifestations, manifest uh, manifestations. But there are also seasons of drought um, for everyone, and I am not um, not um, so blinded to know that those seasons do come, and I have walked through many of them. Um, and so, I really want to make it make it known that I am human, that that I am touchable. Um, but at the end of the day, that I'm a conqueror um, because I am that one that was that unsung hero in, in, in many, in many spaces that because I know that I'm a larger than life personality, that sometimes people don't understand that. But I also purposely friend up. So I get around people that understand me, <laughs> that I don't have to explain that. But I also get around people that have my solution. And people that are not my problem. Mm. So um, those solution um, carriers are so important. And they thrust me into the next phase or whatever purpose is supposed to be. So um, I don't know what next is, but I know what now is. And now is wonderful. And I'm resting in that wonderful. And season of wonderful is even greater. Dr. Courtney A. Hammonds, the Dean of Fashion. I want everybody to make sure that you support this amazing creative at Instagram. And the name is I-M-D-R-C-A-H. And again, please continue to support his page. It is I-M-D-R-C-A-H.com. Dr. Courtney Hammers, any last words you want to leave any of your listeners, any of your new listeners, new followers, fans, anything? Listen, Jameer, you you make my heart smile. I'm so excited just to see you walk in this journey. We we go way back. I'm honored to be on your show. I'm thankful to be on your show. But most importantly, I'm thankful 
that God continues to give me a platform to, to spread light, love, and joy um, and possibility. And so if anything, um, any of the nuggets that I, I mentioned today, and I don't even know what I've said, so I, I just <laughs> pray that it, it's something that's noteworthy to be repeated. But um, whatever it is, is that I, I pray that it is a nucleus of change and, and, and a caveat that people will remember that will thrust them into greater, um, knowing that greater is possible and greater is now. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. And we love you. We appreciate your purpose. We appreciate your footprint. And guys, as we always say at the end of the show, stay positive, but stay creative. And until next time, guys, thank you for tuning in.